chronicles of a hip-hop legend Keep it true to the culture If it's anything less, you can forget it D.D. Turner and C-Stat facilitate the convo Legends bless the show with the knowledge to kill a combo From MCs, graffiti writers, b-boys to DJs The culture lives here, so put the episode on replay DJ J. St. Paul makes it what we play It's time to get the show on the road, no further delay episode of the chronicles of a hip-hop legend radio show is sponsored by 80s university apparel visit we are 80 you.com today and brand new your retro now on with the show this episode of the chronicles of a hip-hop legend radio show is executive produced by ishmael street produced by red luck concept and recorded at black five tribe studios in the fourth dimension room on the dark side of a dwarf planet named Skippy's Jab orbiting Trappist One at a distance of 30 trillion miles away. The putrid smell of the chronicles of a hip hop legend always about the culture. He pulled his eyes from Stock's position and glanced over to see the scorched flush of HBX1 melting away from his titanium endoskeleton. With the Death Wave microphone in hand, Dahlia pressed a button on the side of the apparatus to release what appeared to be a rubber line. The line boasted a high gauge thickness and had a surface that was fully covered in short, slender metallic spikes. Dahlia tore her forearm back and swung it forward like she were a major league pitcher, releasing a fastball off of the mound. The tip of the high gauge line interrupted Chris's trap, and within an instant action, HBX1 was free from the electrocuting stronghold. His blistering frame shook for several seconds, and then... He connected with the floor like a weighted 2x4. What happened? Ain't you supposed to be tough as an overcooked ribeye? Nobody should ever get the drop on you. I'm dropping mucho scrap to keep you maintained. Get up, sap sucker. Feedback barked at the floored HBX1. To those who were unfamiliar with the relationship... It appeared that the evil boss man feedback will burst into unjustified fits of rage when it came to the clumsy episodes of his mechanical strong arm. But the truth of the matter was that feedback considered his tin can homie to be his number one ace. Perhaps this was because HBX1 never questioned motives, never trotted in the footsteps of defiance, and most certainly never took a contrary position with reference to the decisions of feedback. Unlike Dahlia, HBX1 was a puppet that always found the direction of his next step to be provided by his S-curl boss. Feedback loved the adorning feeling of being in control, and HBX1 and the other several dozen HBX cyborgs consistently and unknowingly provided him with the joystick. The crowd remained in their collective state of mental paralysis during the course of HBX1's electrically charged incident. Their eyes stood in a state of eerie stillness, and their collective position still resembled the formation of a platoon preparing for battle. Chris made his way back to the Honorable Stock One and provided his shoulder as a crutch. You're not looking too good, Chris remarked, attempting to find a respectful entry point to ask the quivering Stock about his return home. It (coughs) looks worse than it feels, Stock remarked pulling together what little strength he had remaining just to speak. (coughs) The act of transition is undoubtedly inevitable. And while we don't commune with fate during the schedule of our existence, 
we come to understand that the very act of this transition is our opportunity to greet our fate. We just don't know how she is going to present herself. <coughs> Stock remarked like a true prophet, and in an absolutely exhausted breath, he finished. We have to just live our life and make it worth something before she comes. <coughs> Chris was perplexed. He wasn't sure what the age B-boy was talking about. What he was sure about was that he'd much rather be rewriting his previously submitted A-graded 10-page paper on the effects of advanced oxidation as a result of exacerbated weathering for his advanced placement chemistry class instead of buckling under the shifted weight of stock. Who did this, Dahlia? how somebody catch us with our pants down? The entire freaking club is under the spell. We got their minds. The chicken-hearted sucker stock is in the back with his chest in his hand. Who else is there? You're hearing right. This is the almighty feedback. Devious, devilish dark lord from the chronicles of a hip-hop legend literary series. I hate hip-hop, but for some strange reason, I love the chronicles of a hip-hop legend radio show. It always gives me a soul shocking, body rocking, paint can shaking, rhyme making, fresh sensation. Don't you like feeling fresh? Then jiggle the foot and check out the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend Radio. Always all about the culture. Sony sucker, I'm gone. This is TCOHHL Radio, where we're always, I repeat, always about the culture. You dig?
instead. This is HBX1. Time to bridge the gap. Sun, 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 sun. Here's the reason why. why Black women's evil do things on the slide no. You look for your supper to be good and hot, hot. She never put the neck bone in the pot She's on the road again Shows your bone Lord, and that's your born Eastman On the road again She's on the road again Shows your bone Lord, and that's your born Eastman On the road again I went to my window My window was propped I went to my door My door was locked I stepped right back I shook my head a big black niggas in my folding bed I shot through the window I broke the glass I never seen a little nigga run so fast He's on the road again The neck bone in the pot. She's on the road again. Lord, a natural born Eastman. She's on the road again. Lord, a natural born Eastman. Walking sick of dogs getting sick on us. I'm barking. I'm sick of spitting written sentences. Listeners don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get. Because they got chains on their brains, and that ain't no diss. Shout out to Chick. Pump your black fist. 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 I'm Ethiopian, put them raw seeds in a fallopian uh, You can hope I win, ho, I hope I lose Bitch, long as we made it true, I hope again I hope I get into heaven, I hope we forgive it 
I hope G's as far as I know look like Ned the know When I see Florida Evans, them sevens, I weigh in them six. I'm staying religious, cause we stay in the trenches. And got to play with they legends, then came to my senses. I bet them crackers never came through my fences. You burn up your cross and I burn up your cops and I turn and bang and do the same to the witness. Hang them and dangle them the street, looking up at his feet so you never forget this. We did this for Martin and Malcolm, even Mandela, Jimmy Lee Jackson, and Nimega Evers. For Clyde Kennard, hard labor slaving in the yard. For Huey, for Hampton, for Bobby, we got it. For Jordan Davis, we gon' play this. For Sandra Bland, we gon' stand. I'm still out of stomping for Janaya Thompson from the coast of Compton. It's yo. Pump your black fist, pump your black fist. 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 Yo, my rappers are what the dog with two da could take out again and soca, but I just have a soca. But front to bench a back a bench and in the jab a soca. Yo, peace, this is your bone in a way we see in vassals of a nation representing straight out from Uganda. Peace and much respect. This is Sean Cesar Wamsir from Universal Zoo Nation, straight out from Uganda. Yo, 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 peace. This is INI Ross Bernard Benzema from Universal Zulu Nation, Charter Uganda, straight out of Uganda. And I am tuned into the Chronicles of Hip Hop Legend Radio with DD Turner, C Stats, and Mr. Street. Peace and one blood. Blood, 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 most niggas is like potato buffs. Rough war, tore your rotator cuff. Ain't enough to say goodbye to your siblings. They die the same time as your kittens. And the man's children, camera filming. See the Holocaust boy get tossed off the building. Bewildered, my environment, my assignment. Pillars of iron diets, mic sirens. Electricity fuse fingers and give me power. Next simplicity, dude, give them the shower. My tanks stay visionary. visionary. My brain waves read every page of the dictionary. Bigotry blissfully, brilliantly, busily killing chivalry, density, differently, dignity, dismally, dystrophy, filigree, finicky, physically, fitfully, giggly, history, imagery, industry, infamy, infinity, infinity. infantry with the weapon shot. Military, predictably, set the clock. Experimental makeshift with the rages. Instrumental bases for your mental stages. Rock shot, illa, non-stop killer. Glock gorilla, shoot the snot box off Matilda. The man greasy, slap meeting on the flow. My man Sam Sleazy, faded on the go. You are now tuned into TCO, HHL. HBX, get your shit together! Where we're always all about the culture. Fucker, 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 fucker. Energy flow with the wisdom, sense of a rich man, knowledge and the rhythm. This is what I'm using to come up with a style, so I'll interact. All together better with the crowd. Nervous for a second and the record starts spinning and I fall into the state of matter what I've just created. Like the doctor, D into the RE suckers ready to leap up on the tip when we made it. Created so I'll never be regarded as a regular. More than just a little bit better than my competitor. You should never underestimate the fashion. I hope for the stage, whether I'm cooling or thrashing. Clocking the concoction created by me when red you read e equals a D-O to the C. Knowledge and the talent that my mother had born to her equals an artist I won't be worn. What is that, Drake?
want to comprehend will again be in the midst of the brother. Unlike another in any way, cause Trey don't play. Say what the others say, originality is a must. Whenever I bust, the funky composition is crushed. And I trust that you know it when you hear a funky record with potential. Be getting hyped because Trey rocking the instrumental. Nothing like what you've heard before and more. Nevertheless, see, I don't fess. I mean, I'm like fresh if not the freshest. When I'm expressing my thoughts on Friday, you can help a listen up and get caught on. Because I cook when I pick up a pen and begin in the end. It's dope. That's because I want to win. Knowledge and the talent that my mother had born to her equals a duck. What is it, Trey? Yo, man, that's the formula. Could be a bitch 
along with the proceedings. Life's a journey with a million hours logged in a ledger. But I'm never succumbing to the pressures. Something like what you heard before and more. You see the glow in my aura. It shows I'm applauded. Trash talking stop, believing their own lies to the point truth's distorted. Yet they still record it. Consumers, I provide them a service. It's like burgers followed by an A plus score. Validating the perfect. Acknowledging the source that my mama was born to harm. We making it official. Hey, let them know. Yo, it's the formula. When he say it, forking off with the root wood drawl of a letting the bass go with the run ons and pauses, making it an opera of doc and a doctor. Texas born with a New York posture, this union with Dre's like me and Apollo, linking a Cuba chain hard to pop. Cause the plant beside it, knowledge and lyricism, the OG boy gave me the blueprint and showed me how to mix and hook up my old formula. The way, 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 If I dropped a few bars out of thin air, would you care? Would the air feel like it's thinning, anticipating what you gon' hear? Would it break the internet and get a million shares? Same way it do for these popular rap millionaires? Probably not. Lucky I don't do this so that I'll be hot. I do this for those who pick forming and know how Ali box, but never say that shit to my grill. Throwing body shots and none of you pussies could kill me. I still don't got it not. Trust me, I bump into these rappers you think is barred up. They see me and get hit by Polaris. Yeah, they be starstruck. Say that me and them should collaborate on a raw cutting and all of them become Oregon, man. They all duck. I'm used to the stories. I get it. Joe Ellum busy. My new record is spinning so much that it got me dizzy and I'm about to hit the road for a minute. I'm on my grizzly and I'm barely in your city. Translation, you a grizzly. I can't bear hearing you tear me into little pieces on my beat. So bear with me because I'm scared silly. And my manager handles my brand carefully. I weird, really. I'm here fully like my beard. Silly. If I dropped a few bars out of thin air, would you care? Would the air feel like it's thinning, anticipating what you gonna hear? Would it break the internet and get a million shares? Same way it do for these popular rap millionaires. Honestly, I'm not sure if I even made it yet. I don't got the Spotify or Google Play Connect The cool label rep that lifts the phone and it creates a check I just make sure the bars stay correct enough to break your neck A lot of major artists want to trade fame for respect You'd be surprised at the names in my text if you gave the left I wanted to text the nigga back like, fuck a rap list You fucking on an actress to that cash shit and pay my taxes Shit, I used to trap singles I had the Metro booming before the future of rap was trap singles It's a homeboy talking, you on my radar You hang with A&Rs, my dudes hang clear ARs. The rap I'm a fan of took a back seat For a few years now it's been all forefronting Glorifying abusing controlled substances 
I'm trying to help good substance control the forefront. Rapping was tough. What happened to us? My playback button was busted on the back of the bus. The black Maxwell full of rap. I'd fast forward so much and flip it over. Rewind was an extra couple of bucks. I know I'm showing my age in a game that throw away legends. But ask me if I'm scared, you hear what I hear How could fear interfere with this fearsome talent? I'll sit you down like a chair off Wayfair I'm way too unfair Every word you heard speak, I heard I'm like, word, he a nerd, this verse deep, absurd you Got some nerves, sound like he rehearsed me I'll be the first to call him weak Before the world dick rot his first week I wish everybody kept it a hundred I wish a DJ played what he wanted I'd be a superstar in a PJ, not due from the PJs, once signed to a superstar. But it's cool, cause I got nothing to prove to y'all. I ride for myself like a Uber car, fuck who you are. Made my way in the game with the flames cooking. I'm saying me and my gang made a name, but I claim Brooklyn. Solo or group, alone or crew. St. Porter Rock in the picture, pick a photo to shoot. I know every cameraman, tell him the point, let's go. Boy, I was on that freshman cover 10 joints ago. I ride the ferry every morning from Jersey into Manhattan and sit with the nine to fivers. Don't none of them know I'm rapping, except for the real ones who got a true love for hip hop. You know the ones that don't do love in the hip hop. If I dropped a few bars out of thin air, would you care? Would the air feel like it's thin and anticipating what you gonna hear? Would it break the internet and get a million shares? Same way it do for these popular rap millionaires. Oh, fish water. This is HBX1. Time to bridge the gap. Son, 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 son. I like to play a little tune I just composed not so long ago. This Billy, this Billy, this Billy Holiday.
chronicles of a hip-hop legend taking over your airwaves. So let's go. It's roots to in the sounds of the African, or should I say the mother, bringing us back again from the drumming on the Congo. It came with a strong flow and continued to grow. Feet moved to the beat of the tabalo. Now dig the story and follow, for then it landed on American soil. Through the sweat, the blood, and the toil It praised the Lord, shouted on chain games Pain they felt, but it helped them to maintain Scott Joplin crack, Bessie Smith's blues St. Louis blues, they were all the news Ringing smooth in all the listeners' ears Fulfilling the needs and planting the seeds of a jazz band King Oliver's group was a train coming through to Chicago Ringing in New Orleans groove And with Satchmo blue, the audience knew Mason Street Blues was the whole house tune, it was music. Great to dance to, great to romance to, with a lot to say to you. Relaying a message, revealing the essence of a jazz band. That he sounded all right And Charlie Mingus Such nimble fingers Dropping the bass All over the place And Max Roach Cymbals socking Bass drum talking Snare drum rocking Restructuring The metaphysics of a jazz thing John Coltrane A man supreme He was the cream He was the wise one The impression of Afro blue And of the promise that was not kept, he was a giant step, and there was one at Coleman, he was another soul man, the original invisible, playing great music, I wonder why the bankers couldn't use it, now listen see, the real mystery is how music history, created by white men or any other white man, and pretended he originated, and contended that he innovated, a jazz thing, of course we know who could really blow, scheming on the meaning of a jazz thing. So don't be misled by those who said that jazz is on his deathbed Cause I'm Betty Carter sings a song, ain't nothing going on But simply good music, and you won't refuse it She's taking her time, making the nuances rhyme Sonny Rollins, tenor saxophone, with a big old tone Reciting poems, with notes as words, and haven't you heard? Next stop butter, right past Olio Now there's young cats blowing, and more and more people Yes, they will be knowing, jazz ain't the past, this music's gonna last, and as the facts unfold, remember who foretold, the 90s will be the decade of a jazz band. I love jazz music. 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 Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Master Ace, Brooklyn, New York, EMC is the crew, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Hip Hop Legend Radio. That's right, come over here and listen. To the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
cousin why they pulled him over He gave me a look as if he didn't know I had my basketball and my narrators And get along with my neighbors I was a rough kid Hearing sirens through my window Them blue and red lights kept me up at night I couldn't get enough of life I seen this kid get arrested in the park He was screaming he ain't do it They ain't even let him talk I ain't understand, I'm like 10 Blowing in the wind Trying to find a park to go play I don't know the drama I asked my mama what do police do She told me stay up out their way Go to school and get good grades One day I'm walking in my building and they stopped me Told me I look just like this kid that did a robbery And I ain't never stole nothing in my life Maybe candy out the store or a bag of chips Imagine this, years go by I got a little older My best friends in group homes I got a little colder I'm trying to make the varsity team Chill with Stacey and Shop at the mall Only Ralph Lauren and Lace me in I had the Montclair, remember begging moms for it Walking home from school, I almost got robbed for it I took off, I can't go home without my jacket on Blowing whites harassing me, but I don't know what happened to them Left and right, I'm seeing homies get interrogated We ain't safe where we live, this America, ain't it? High school, they teaching me this the land to the free But everything got a price, they don't answer to me They don't answer to us We getting tattoos, they think we criminals Cause we believe that cash rules Attitude a little different when you from the gutter I seen a cop talk crazy to my mother My father familiar, he told me all about him Told me never go around him, avoid him, that's if you can Black intelligent man, they worst nightmare They rather have you in prison forever, they don't fight fair Starting to think about college, I got some scholarships I just graduated, two cops pulled me over Tried to show my diploma, they ain't acknowledge it Three young black males riding in a jeep About to go to college, they thinking we in the street The hate got a little bit deeper, I'm getting frustrated A bunch of slick comments, I'm still a nigga Even if you got millions, they still a get you I played ball, I was the man on campus Lil weed up in my dorm, I got ran off campus Then I got locked up, mine a bed, it was short Staring at my mother, crying up in court Came home, I started rapping, had the trap first Phone ringing all night, was trying to take a nap first Gang squad hopping out, narcotics watching We had the weed and the pills, then we got it rocking Cameras in the projects, helped us move smarter Niggas turned Butch Building into the new Carter Pooch did a bid and came home the same nigga Bully did a bid and came home the same nigga My mom's working all night, I had late dinners Went broke trying to cop a coat, that made me hate winter Focused up, got a deal, now this shit is real Every time I leave the club, they hope I got the steal But we just got some weed, we just trying to chill We just trying to eat, we just trying to build They follow every car I try to ride in I'm just praying this ain't the car that I die in I guess with this hoodie on, I'm a murderer I'm just trying to buy my mother some new furniture This attitude is programmed, imagine getting harassed For your whole life, all day and the whole night They say prison is the new slave ship They don't understand we hustling so we can pay rent Soon as they come around you, it feel like your luck gone They gotta show you they power, that's why they put the cuffs on Ain't no more weed in the car, sir, the blunt gone I got my hands up, officer, what's the problem? Please don't shoot me, sir, I just had a daughter Look, here go up You're gonna work for me until I tell you to quit. You don't own me, pig, and no motherfucker tells me when I can split. split, split, split. Welcome back to the Chron- Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend Radio Show, TCOHHL Radio. Listeners, again, you know how I do. I don't mean to 
sound like I'm beating a dead horse or appear redundant in any way, but it's absolutely necessary that I say this every opportunity I get. We need you to follow us on social media. <laughs> the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook, on Twitter, T-C-O-H-H-L underscore radio. Also on Twitter, Hip Hops underscore wizard. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then also check out our blog page, T-C-O-H-H-L.wordpress.com. Lastly, you want the roots of the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, where it all started, where it came from, how we've sort of navigated this sea of creativity, if you will. Uh, check us out, tcohhl.bandcamp.com. So the important thing about tcohhl.bandcamp.com is you can go there and download and listen to the entire 36-chapter audio book of the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. What's that, you ask? That is the literary series, the hip-hop fantasy sci-fi literary series that the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, the form that it was in before we jumped into radio. So check that out. It's a dope story. It's a family story as well. Everybody can sit around and listen. Also, too, it's just one of those dope road trip stories. Eight hours of listening time. So I don't expect you to sit through the whole thing and listen to it, obviously, because that's probably no fun. But you can listen to it at your leisure, going to work in the morning, working out, coming home at night, running the kids on errands, you running errands, taking road trips, 10 hour road trips, which I hate, but you can do those things and you know, it'll shake things up a little bit. So again, check us out. TCOHHL.bandcamp.com. But now without further ado, what I want to do is, is get into the guests that we have, because this is going to be a privileged conversation. So I think about radio, right? Um, and when we had this opportunity to jump into radio, it was kind of daunting for me because I thought that at, at that point I had to learn everything there is to know about the business of radio. But then I realized, no, you don't have to do that. You don't really have that responsibility because, you know, when you're doing it independent and then you're hosting from these sites like Mixcloud or when we were doing it with Tenacity Radio, it was their responsibility to know the business. All we had to do was do the show, right, and pay a monthly, you know, fee or something like that. Um, and that's cool, but just based on the type of person I am, I think it's important that you know every aspect of the thing that you're involved in. It's just important. I did it for when the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend started out as an animated series. I, I had to sort of learn the ins and outs about the, you know, the, the comic industry and how to publish a comic. And then when it went from that to um, um, a, a literary series, I had to learn everything there is to know about publishing independently from that standpoint. Um, and then now when we got into radio, I haven't got up to speed, but this is why this conversation is important with the, with the person that we have online. This brother has been doing it for 20 years in radio broadcasting and we'll get a chance to talk, talk, you know, talk to him about his life and his journey in radio and in media and in broadcasting. But when you think about someone that devotes themselves to whatever it is that they're passionate about, passionate about, 
in an, in an effort to gain an understanding so that they can speak in an informed way to anyone or any circle that they might be in about the industry other than just being a personality on the mic. Yo, that shit is inspirational. Real talk. So without further ado, what I want to do is I want to be able to let's bring him on so that we can start talking about the business that's radio, but also talking about his journey. Without further ado, listeners, I welcome Chris Los to the show. Chris, what's up, man? What's good, brother, man? Thank you so much for having me, man. No, it's all good, man. I, I thank you for your time, man. And, and before we go on, yo, I'm I'm good at messing up a name. Did I pron- pronounce your last name correctly? Bro, you got it all. You was on point, man. I done got loose, Chris Loose, Chris Lucy. <laughs> like, oh, man, I done got it all, man. You you was right on. It's Loose. Awesome, 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 man. But but how you doing, good brother, man? It's a, like I said, man, it's a pleasure to have you on and to have this conversation with you, man. Man, for sure. I, I'm honored, dude. First of all, you know, I appreciate y'all reaching out. It's not often that I get to kind of, I would say, sit on the other side of the interview table, if you would, you sure. know? <laughs> sure, no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I I know that you're, you're well uh, informed and, and uh, well seasoned in the process of being the interviewer. You know what I mean? So, it, it, but I, like I said, man, it, it really is a pleasure. And I want to be able to get into the business of radio. But as we always do on the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend, man, it's important for us to discuss the journey because I think the journey provides a context for the listeners as well as me, man, about why it's necessary to 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 be able to have a foundation before you commit to anything. Right. And then right. I think also, too, um, you know, like I said, man, I can't say it enough, you know, based on, you know, your, the bio and the things that you've done over the 20 years and you identifying, you know, what your passion and what that trajectory would be early on, man, is is, is something that's uh, that's amazing. So let's start with the journey, man. Did where'd you grow up at? Um, I was born in Pasadena, grew up there till about 10, 12 past- um, and then moved about 10 miles east of there to Monrovia. Okay. Kind of grew up out there. Um, really Southern Cali, bro. That's, you know, I finished high school out there, went and played um, basketball overseas. After, um, came back and really just had the whole real world hit me like, all right, man, you need to work now. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> That got rough, bro. I, I genuinely didn't know what what the move was. Um, I knew I loved music. I was I was minimally okay at making beats on my ASR ten, um, <laughs> and it was just okay. How do I still stay involved with this thing that I love? And I'll be real, dude. It was listening to that dude Theo um, on the beat in L.A. Mm, mm. Bro, like just the way that dude was talking to everybody that I would have loved to have had the opportunity to meet. And he's getting to talk to him. He's got everybody calling. And, you know, Theo, Theo was the man, bro. Like he had the ladies on him. He was he was that guy. No doubt. Shout, shout out. Shout out to, to, to the legendary Theo, man. Yeah. So I think I think that was, you know, I'll say he was probably one of those. For me, it was Michael Jordan was always that that idol growing up. Um, I'll say if there was that person who kind of enticed me to radio in a different way, because I'm Rick D's. Um, 
I wasn't too familiar with many radio people at that time because my mom and dad didn't really listen to the radio. They would just play music. Right. Um, so Playing that vinyl. Correct. Really, yeah. <laughs> so I, didn't, I never really heard the personality part of it until way later. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's interesting, right? Like it's it, it it it's it's amazing how things happen because it's. I think when you're young and you hear radio personalities, it's, eh, you know, somebody you're thinking of yourself very high level. Eh, somebody got to talk on the radio, I guess, you know, just play the music. But then when you get to you know, as you start to grow and you start to mature, I think particularly during those form those later formative years, you realize how that radio personality plays an integral role in just the entertainment aspect of the the radio you know what i mean and the pro- yeah, and the thing that is the radio man you know what i mean so that's dope man so so at, at what point did the first opportunity come for you to to sort of test this radio thing out um yo i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and and just say it didn't come the opportunity never came mm. The opportunity never came. It was something that I had to go and seek out because at the time when I was trying to get into radio, so you had Theo. I mean, the beat at that time was kind of an anomaly of a sort because radio was, you didn't have a lot of color on the radio, period. Right. Like, there wasn't hip-hop. There weren't hip-hop jocks. There weren't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just wasn't a thing yet. So, yeah get the opportunity it's like you know i I was at uh pcc pasadena city college Mm -hmm. which actually has a really great telecommunications program over there um and i was they have a on-campus npr station Mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah public radio to 88.3 fm yep that's um, right kpcc great station they do great work but Mm -hmm. again if you know npr you know that that's not a very uh personality-driven type format, unless you are talking specifically, directly about something. Right. Um, And it was, so it was kind of like weird, man. I really didn't know how I was going to fit in because, like you said, it was, you look at the star and the Theo and the, ooh, wow, how did these guys do it? Um, And then as I'm trying to get in, like, there was, I had, I had definitely... Shout out to Shauna Levigny, who was my my number one hater, um, who just really gave me that motivation to get come from K Rock. So K Rock was the big dog in rock music out here. Um, she had left there and was like a music something in programming over at KPCC. Okay. So I'm interning for her, bro. I'm running the board. I'm doing, I'm getting her coffee. I'm doing whatever. Answering phones. <laughs> oh, man, anything she need, I'm doing it. Right. So I'm in there. I'm basically now to the point where I'm running her whole show minus talking. Mm, okay. So I was like, okay, cool, bro. You're getting good. And in my head, I'm still thinking like, all right, Chris, you growing. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you figuring this out, dog. Like she's she's rocking with you. She's giving you a fucking opportunity to really show what you got. You doing it until it came time for me to ask her, like, hey, so how do I get an opportunity? Right. And then it was the conversation of a well, look. You know, um, you're a really nice guy, Chris, <laughs> but you should probably think of something different. You're you're a little bit urban, and. You know, I mean, 
there's a lot of other great things you can do wow. in the field. And I was like, wow, bro. Like, you kind of like, and I thought, I, 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 it's funny, even as I say that right now, it just makes me remember that moment of like, damn, that was really that moment for me where I was like, okay, bro, this might, this is where we don't do it. Yeah. Or, nah, man, fuck that. Well, we prove them wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, what's interesting about that, man, is is that so many times, man, we're, we're faced with that level of, you know, that level of adversity where people tell us, we can't do things. And, 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 you know, and it comes from our own people and it also comes from other people. Right. But I yeah. think the thing is, is that our we're able to prove our strength and our commitment to wanting something better for not just ourselves and our families, even if we don't have families at that point. You know, we're, we're committed. I think that the, the nature of of you as a human being and what you stand for has the opportunity at that point to, to truly shine and show what it's made of by overcoming that type of adversity by saying, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Because it was, it, it was, it was really, cause I think it's kind of like, like y'all knew with the show, like 15 yeah. years ago, you know what I'm saying? It's right. like, you know, you're like, man, nah, I mean, I hear what you're talking, yeah. cool, but Nah, I got this. Word. I really think this is this is for me to do, you know. That's right. That's right. So let me ask you this. I want to I want to go back just slightly cuz you you mentioned something in um for radio mm -hmm. when you were starting out and when you were at that K-Rock station. So was music music didn't have much of diversity. So I'm thinking about in Southern California, right? Yeah. Being a Southern. New so so for me being a New Yorker, mhm. Mm our, we we had stations right within New York City back then in the in the early eighties mid eighties, but okay. it didn't. We didn't have full time hip hop programming, right? Okay. We had we had you know uh, two primary um, soul R and B stations, you know WBLS one hundred seven point five, and okay. then ninety eight point seven Kiss FM, right? And then we had. Um, but then those stations at night or select days, we would be able to get our dose of hip hop culture through, you know, right, okay. Mr. Okay. Magic show on 105.1 uh, BLS and then on on um, 98.7 DJ Red Alert. You know what I mean? But but I don't even recall those being every night. So was radio like that on uh, in Southern California? Um. So, OK, so I, at first when I started, let me think. So this is like probably mid late 80s mm -hmm. there was 1580 a.m okay which was k-day okay so but but again it was similar to what you were saying like like we you caught it late at night you caught the uh k-day mix masters tony g julio g battle cat you caught all of those dudes late at night yes. if you were at the right spot and you had the good antenna. Right. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it was AM, too. And you were facing the right direction. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You know, nights with nights with the good mist in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit better. Right. Um, but that was that was really it. I think that's why it was after that, like in the 90s, when the beat hit. And then there was, you know, because Power 106 is power now. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, for me growing up, they were the dance station. Right, right. That's they right. The where hip hop lives station. They yeah. were, the, you know, and and Power Tools and Richard Humpty Vision and you know 
they were they were danced out. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense because I, you know, I know, um, you know, for us, we had, I think, probably early '90s, we had a, a like ninety-seven point one in New York City. Okay, what had eventually become the hip hop station, but before that, maybe for, and I don't claim to be a, you know, a radio historian or anything, but. I, I do remember before it becoming a hip hop station, it was largely a station that had um, that played freestyle music. Oh, bet yep. You know yep. what I mean. And then I don't know what it was before then. Um, but that was just the thing, though, bro. That dance music freestyle that was just huge at times. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It was definitely indicative of the time, man. And and I <laughs> I remember my my wife being a freestyle fanatic. You know, she's always oh, telling me, y'all need to do a freestyle show. And it's like, yeah, hey, we'll, man, we'll, we'll get look, it around you tell, to it. Tell, tell wifey, man, next time y'all in Cali, bro, we got freestyle shows popping out this way all day. Oh, bro. that's what's up, man. <laughs> she, she, she'd love it, man. She'd absolutely love it, man. <laughs> so eventually the opportunity would come, man. Like, you know, and, and, and based on your bio, there was some persistent efforts in there, man, that you would just, you clearly was like, yo, I'm not taking no for an answer, man. And that was, you know, you calling up the show, right? I read something that you called up the show and gave your resume or something like that, or basically very politely in a respectful way, bum rushed and was like, yo, <laughs> this is what I want to do. And then that turned into an opportunity. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, it was kind of crazy because my, my original wanting to get in and get that internship was with Theo. Obviously, you know, I kind of told you how that was that dude for me and like, right, ooh, right. like the ooh, ah, like, oh shit, this guy is that guy. Um, ended up meeting his producer, Sean, and I'm over here, young dude, just trying to be like, man, come on, man, I gotta, you know, and it, and it just didn't happen. And it was funny because, man, it was even, I even went this angle, bro. I went barbershop angle on him. I found the barbershop <laughs> that Theo is at Hollered at his barber, got to know that dude DL over there at Tangles and Locks, worked that angle. <laughs> right, right. You were persistent, yo. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to get into that building via him. Um, and it's kind of funny, man, you know, just call it the universe, call it God. It's just it, it didn't quite work that way with Theo. Um, a friend of mine from PCC was actually interning or producing the night show for Julio G. Okay. Over there at the beat of the time. So he was like, Los, I'm about to move over to the um to the programming side and be the assistant music director. My seat is gonna be opening up. Hmm. I can't tell you I'm I can give it to you. It's gonna be for you to come in here, vibe with Julio. If he likes likes you and can fuck with you, cool man, you got the gig. Hmm. Okay. Like, All right, bet. So I just get in there um, I had been interning in the building. Now they kind of kept me around. So I had an internship with Kevin Nash doing the late night, uh, slow jam show, mm -hmm. which was cool. But you know, if anything, if I could describe that best, it's just, um, a quality receptionist making sure all the ladies are holding and, and in good fashion before they get to talk to Kevin. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, that's right. That's right. You yeah. Know, it's the slow jam. You, you talking to it. And that's where I got to learn to, you know, you see the other side of people. Um, what kind of people listen to the radio? You know, what are they listening for? That's right. Um, 
So it was it was good game while I'm in the building. Um, got to sit with Julio, sat in for a couple weeks, you know, and I thought it was going good. Julio was a real hard dude to read. He didn't really let me know too much of anything. Um, my time came up. He was like, hey, man, come on, man, you good. Mm. And stuck with that dude was, was in there probably, I want to say, five, five-plus years. Wow. Maybe four or five years. And, and was this you doing the doing those overnights? So, nah, this was me producing the night show. Okay. I was also producing the Temple of Hip Hop with KRS-One. Yeah, um, yeah. That kind of happened really by just me being in the building. Um, me and the teacher vibing, you know what I right. mean? And and we just kind of got to chop it. And he was like, Los, I, I need you to, to do the show. Wow. So was, Man, of course. I'm not... Yes, sir. <laughs> what time? You know, um, got to produce that show. Then I got also, it was cool, man, because I felt like, you know, this is one of those opportunities where my hard work actually did pay off. Right. Um, everyone in the building got to see my work ethic. And I think I became probably the most go-to guy in the building as far as producing shows. Um, I started producing the street science show for Dominique De Prima. Um, along with uh, Temple of Hip Hop. Oh, and the the reggae show occasionally get up stand up. With so Red Scott. you you know what's interesting? What what you're saying to me, man? It it, it seems like on radio shows there there seems to be a, a standard format, but they take on these different iterations based on the region where you're at because. When you said you said street science, right? Was that the show that sort of addressed social issues that were occurring in the community? Correct. And right. it's like, damn near, y'all got street soldiers. Exactly. Right? And that's why I was saying that, because I was like, yo, this sounds exactly like what street soldiers was um, with Lisa Evers. And I think it came on, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to remember. I'll just say some shit that's wrong. But but it was a, it was a good show, man, because. It, it provided balance to the hip hop experience, you know, from the perspective of radio. Right. Yo, it was crazy because that was so the beat actually at that at the time, the my first day in the door as an intern, I was in the room and they were running the board for street soldiers. Yeah. So they were running the street soldiers show here as well. Mm, wow. OK. And so that kind of got me hip to like, yo, what is this? Where are they from? Like, yeah. oh, this is from out there. They plugging it in and they ran it out here, too, at that time. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, well, also, too, man, I think, you know, one of the things I want to go back to quick, man, and I, I want to talk a little bit about KRS-One's Temple of Hip Hop show. But um, I want to just just uh, highlight something. And that is you were talking about, you know, having that opportunity to sort of be on the phones and, and, you know, uh, I guess fielding the callers that were coming in for that overnight show when you were, you know, during your stint doing that. Right. And and I think what, what people don't realize, and this is m me on the outside looking in, but for what it seems like is that people, when they first come in to a radio uh, show or a radio station mm -hmm. and they're given the opportunity to become a, um, to become a, a, a you know a, a personality on the on the station it seems like the first place to go and the testing ground 
is overnights. Is that true? I'm going to say this, man. It's 100% true, mm-hmm. and it's also 100% unfortunate. Okay, be- okay. Because now they've removed overnights. Mm, okay. So you got a computer running overnights. And, wow. And I'll, be re- and I'll be real with you, D-Lock. That was one of the things, man. This happened probably, I want to say, shit, oh, five, oh, six, really? maybe. Really? Around the time, maybe a little before that, when they started taking out the overnights. And I told them, I'm like, yo, that's a bad move. They're like, yeah, but it's gonna it's gonna help us save blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's gonna help y'all save what? Like yeah. fifty bucks? Yeah, yeah. You know what I think bucks? is yeah, you know, and, and from my perspective, man, you know, I guess what little I know about the radio business, it's interesting because I'm thinking about it what even even though it's overnight, the experience that a new person gets that they're right. looking to become a radio personality in the morning or in the afternoon nah, during the rush that's, hour. That's that's where you got to like, see, that's the other thing too. That's where you, you t- bring in the, the dude on the street who you thought was a funny guy and might be able to do radio. Yeah. Let's check him out, man. Throw him on overnight real quick. Right. Right. That's Let's right. See what he got. Big boy, big boy. The yeah. Big boy. The big boy. An overnight job. I wish I had one of them spinning things right now, man. I do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like that big boy. The, the radio legend yeah. was an overnight jock. That's right. Actually, he was a security guard. I knew him as a security guard. Wow. Um, But, again, it shows that, you know, you got to groom talent. It was like, the, you know, like the D-League for the NBA or whatever. That's right. That's right. You got to have somewhere where these dudes get to get in. I did overnights. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does overnights. That's how you... That's how you fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, the, the thing, too, man, is, is that it, 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 there's an important lesson in there, too, and that is that's an opportunity to do that R&D. You do that research and development. Right. You get a chance to, to get exposure to what the listenership is, what people are doing during the night. Why is there such a loyalty to the station, you, you know, with the people that are listening? There's some valuable things to get during that night because you think about those people that are out working, people working these overnight shifts, be it uh, a security guard overnight or night watchmen to people that are overnight Man, stockers at Walmart. Yo, Word. I'm going to tell, tell you, D, the overnight shift is real, bro. Yeah. You- Talk to the you go and talk to the strippers getting out the joint. You go and talk to the sister at the coroner's office who's having a rough night. Word. You go. I mean, it's if you love people, it ain't nothing like the overnight shift, bro. That's right. That's right, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Because those are the people when everything else is quiet. Essentially, it's just you and them. Yep. That's it, man. It's just you and them. They're listening to your words. You know, the things that you have to say, the music that you're playing. And there's an opposite. There's a connection there that exists that I just don't think. I mean, obviously, you know, for advertisers and the business that is radio, you know, obviously the, 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 the preferred time is during the day, morning rush hour. But I think in terms of appealing to people and appealing to the sensibilities of people, it's nothing like, man, what would what you would see at night or what I presume to 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 see or what would occur overnight, right. man. So Temple of Hip Hop, man. So I remember seeing the Temple of Hip Hop all over the place. Right. Okay. Um, and I never really knew what it was. I think I understood it, um, you know, from a very, very, very fundamental place. Um, and I think it, it, it was basically 
KRS-One's platform to reinforce and, and, and further communicate the culture of hip-hop and the various nuances of it, right? To give continue right. to give exposure to it. But I wasn't aware of a radio station, man. So, so how did the Temple of Hip-Hop come, radio show, I mean, not radio station, how did the Temple of Hip-Hop radio show come about? Yeah, the show kind of happened, um, I want to say Harold... Harold Austin was the PD at the time. He had been the old PD at the beat, and he had came back. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, well, you know, the beat, the one dope thing about the beat is they were really big on specialty shows. Okay. Like they had uh, this show, it was called Seditious Beats, that was super underground, um, ran by the homie Fidel X. He was just like this real revolutionary dude. And it was like you, you're hearing like music from Aztecs and Mayans, but hip hop shit. And then you're hearing like it, like Dead Prez, and yeah. you just went it went a different way in that show. But okay. it was cool. It was a two hour show. Then you also had West Side Radio with Julio G on Friday night. Mm. Um, then you had the Soul Assassin Radio Show with Be Real. And Bobo from Cypress Hill. Right, right. Um, which really is what got them, I believe, into going on further and taking that to Be Real TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Merking it now. Yeah, they're um, killing it, man. Um, but then it was, so the hip-hop, get-up, stand-up show, those were like, it just kind of fell into this line of this ill-collective specialty um, features and it was just really the relationship I had with KRS that kind of, I think, popped it off. I think he appreciated me being the younger dude who I probably didn't even speak my mind as much back then. So, therefore, every time I said something, I think he just appreciated it and respected it. And we had a lot of similar thoughts on how a show should run. Um the really the only reason the show stopped was because he had I think just taken that position at Warner mm. um, at the time doing their music group. So then he was going to be back and forth to New York. Okay. And Harold was like, "Well, look, you're the anchor, ba ba ba. You can't leave." He was like, "Look, Lowe's got it. I'll check in with him. I'll call from the other station out there." Woo woo wop. Kind of fell apart after that. Okay. Um, and it didn't go down. I think I just had you know. It, again, I'll just, I won't even call them haters, man. I'll just call it part of my journey, man, to where my journey did go a different way to getting on this radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely, man. And that, that journey, we don't know what it is until, you know, we even question the journey sometimes, man, as we sure. going through it. But it's not until down the line we look back and we like, yo, that shit was necessary. Right. You know? right it was absolutely right. necessary. So... That Temple of Hip Hop show was it? What a guess on it, and, and and you know, wait, let me. I, I want to give some context. What what time frame are we looking at in terms of the Temple of Hip Hop show? Was this like the early mid two thousands? Temple of Hip, early. Let's say early two thousands. Um, thinking it was Friday, now like a Saturday or Sunday night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Two hour show. Yeah, two-hour show. Okay, okay. Yeah, dope, man. I wish I would have been able to to hear that, dope. man. It was dope. It was dope. DJ, uh, Ratmatic was DJing. Um, 
Yeah, special guest sliding through. It was dope. It was real dope. Dope. So, so sort of in, in, when the guests came through, sort of like an interview format. Correct. Okay. It would be the interview, and but you know, it was, and again, too, it was, a, it was like you said, KRS really just breaking down a lot of different things in hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, throughout the show. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's that's why we 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 appropriately call him the teacher. You 100%. know what I mean? Call yeah. him the teacher, man, because that dude, his his wealth of knowledge, um, you know that he has and how he shares it, you know, from a hip hop angle is, is phenomenal, man. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to the legendary KRS One. Knowledge reigns supreme on nearly every body, or is it every one? Everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone. Shout out to, to KRS, man. So at what point did the opportunity come, man, when, <laughs> you know, when 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 things are starting to to occur? Well, you know what? Before I answer, I ask you that question. When did the opportunity present itself? For you uh, to for you to to sort of do your own show and it was a the it, it was during a time slot that the listenership was high so be it the morning or be it rush hour yeah so i um i'll say my first gig was the slow jam so after the beat you know i kind of got discouraged man i couldn't get my own show i'm producing like four different shows like yeah. what the fuck man like yeah. what else i gotta do <laughs> um but to be honest they fired like programmers so so quick and fast all of a sudden okay that at the end i had ran they had ran through like three program directors and i was like so it would be like i'm sitting with one they're like oh man we like it okay cool chris we're gonna get you on get you worked out they get fired mm. next dude comes in Michael Saunders, I believe it was. He was like, yeah, Chris, we're going to get you up, get you right, man. You sounded good. He gets fired. Damn. So it's like, you know, the day one of school, bro, like three times in a row. I'm like, man, look, this is, man, fuck it. I'm out. Like, yeah. I, that's when I just started sending my packages, learned what an air check was, you know, how to put that together, and just sent it. I didn't want to leave Cali, though. Right. Um, that's home, so, though. Yeah. That's home. Yeah. It was rough. So, I, so Bakersfield was my first full-time gig. Went up there, did the slow jam show, um, late nights um, at KIS. That was 10P to 2A. And just kind of really got my Radio 101 over there. Shout out to Bob Lewis, my program director. Um, shout out to Picasso for, for hearing my air check and finding that, that terrible cassette and giving me a chance. Listening back to it, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I wouldn't have hired me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yo, we gotta start somewhere, man. But what? Are, you're right. You're right. And it was it was really them hearing the potential in me rather than hearing a product. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, man, that, that's when you praise people for their level of 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 intuition. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I'm telling you, without intuition, a lot of us would not have an opportunity, and and, and particularly the people that deserve to have an opportunity. Correct. We wouldn't have it, man. We we definitely Correct. wouldn't have it. So let me I, I'm 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 curious to know, man, because again, it, it's all about during this conversation to provide context and definition for people, including myself. So when we think about a producer, a radio show or a radio station producer or show producer, what 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 goes into or what are what are the tasks? of a radio uh, show producer it's different tasks like i'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll 
I'll hit you with this one so you can kind of get the full grasp of it, like a Ryan Seacrest, for example. Okay. That dude is a monster. Right. He's a beast. That man's work ethic, yo, fuck anybody who say something bad about Ryan Seacrest. Mm. That dude works for all of his. Yeah. Um, I seen, like, he does have producers. And so going back to that producer question, he'll have content producers mm-hmm. that are, okay, Ryan, we got to talk about um, this all lives didn't matter. Hmm. And we're going to do that. Da, 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 da. Then there's going to be a producer who might just book get. Okay. So then you're going to have the booking producer who's like, okay, we got Selena Gomez coming in this week. Then we got so-and-so coming in this week and this week and this week and this week and boom. And then we're going to do this with the podcast Then we're going to have them in the green room and do just this over there in the green room they're not going to make it to the air so you got somebody kind of orchestrating that right um then you'll have your your in-house on the board producer um unless he likes running his own board okay. sometimes that's different okay um um that's what i tended to be for a lot of these people i was kind of the right there on the board um along with the information um so I think producers, I mean, they all kind of have a different role. Okay. It depends on the show, I guess, as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when you say running boards, are we are we talking about, like, uh, level boards or, you know? Correct. Or for, so okay. the audio console, they sit behind, and uh, so it'll be everything running there, the commercials, the mics. Sure, uh, okay. So you're sitting behind the board actually running it and operating it. Mm, okay, okay. And see, th- this is why the information that you have... It's so wonderful, right? Because oftentimes, you know, we hear people, you know, some people will be a producer or an engineer, you know, if we're thinking about it in the, in, in the context of this radio thing, right? And that's all they'll do. But when you have someone such as yourself that has, that has had exposure and and has been able to, 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 to learn different aspects of it, the information is, is absolutely invaluable, man. You know what I mean? Yep. And it, I'm going to tell you, too, mm-hmm. straight up, I think that's probably what's kept me working right. this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I've done everything in radio other than sell the commercials. Mm, okay. So I can't think of really too many people that I know of that have hit that spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm for, and I'm thankful for it because it just gave me a better, broader understanding of it. Um. And help me have a, a career this long, really. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And then, you, you know, and, and I know we, we're going to get into this because I, I know that eventually you were going to be, you know, a program director. But what I want to ask is we we have exposure being a dude from from, you know, like I said, from New York, man, we have exposure to, <laughs> you know, our beloved program director in New York. Um, you know, in the New York tri-state area, New York City, and, you know, on a hip-hop station, that being Ebro, right? right? So, also, who's a dude from California. 100%. I know Ebro from out here. Right. So, what is the role of a program director? And and, and the reason why I, I find this question so necessary is because over, um, you know, over the years, Dude has gotten a hard time, man. He's gotten a, a you know a bad rap, sure, and and, sure. and that's because of uh, I, I think some of the music selections, the music selections that Hot has selected and has played, and what they 
deem to be hip hop culture. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is, is there's a business behind this radio show. So like a radio show like mine, for instance, I can determine what I consider to be hip hop. Right. And and play it. And oftentimes it'll resonate with people as such. But then when you think about, you know, radio shows that are in big markets, right, they have high dollar advertisers, right? Mega companies that, you know, huge companies that are doing advertising. The idea of what is real hip hop and what's playing sort of becomes reinterpreted a bit. Right. Because. There's a business that has to be run. So what, what, what is the what I, I guess we'll get into that when we start to, you know, I mean, we're talking about the business now, but I have some questions about that. But what's the role of the program director? Um, The program director. So that's all things involved in programming. Mm-hmm. If if you notice, too, then you, you saw how Ebro stepped down from that, yeah, that role. Absolutely. Um, What, a couple of years ago now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. So I think it was. Because you can, it's the, that's where the politics start to kick in, in the programming side. Um, because you've got to, especially in a rhythmic format like like a Hot 97, you know, rhythmic is the term they use if it's like hip-hop, you know. Uh, there's no such thing as like a hip-hop format. Okay. A hip-hop format is called a rhythmic format. Mm, okay. Um, there's rhythmic and there's pop. The difference between those two, let me think. Um, I guess, I guess, probably the way that I'm thinking about it, what what imme- immediately came into my mind, and I'm so sorry, I always got to go back to, nah, go you know, ahead. the radio, uh, you know, the, the exposure that I have to radio mm-hmm. in the market that I grew up in, being New York, right? So you have rhythmic. If we're thinking about it in the context of hip hop, we'll have something like hot and power. Right. But then Correct. pop would be something like Z100. Exactly. Yeah. OK. OK. Makes sense. And so so power are considered rhythmics. Right. Right. OK. Yeah. So the programmer, I mean, their their seat does entail a lot. Like, I mean, you're responsible for all of the shows. So all of the programming that's heard through those speakers, mm-hmm. that's what the program director is responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot of shit. It's it's also the music, and that's where it gets real tricky. And you know, Ebro's gonna catch it. The PD's always gonna catch it the worst, right? Just because they gotta hold a certain line to a degree because of the business, right? Um, and that's where it gets rough, man. And 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 y'all are rough in New York. We get they they they'll bang on you out here in Cali too. Yeah. But but. Yeah, man, I, I've definitely seen how the how the New York stations they really get it if they don't act right or they don't do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. I'll yeah. be honest. Me as a as a as a just as a fan of this whole shit, like I love that. Yeah. Because but- I feel like that still shows that there's still the passion there. LA, man, they be on this Hollywood shit out here sometimes and it's like, man, look, y'all motherfuckers upset, get mad. Yeah, yeah. Do something then. Say something. Right. <laughs> but but you know what I'm I'm gonna tell you, Chris, what 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 because I used to have that mindset too and I still have it, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, if you're gonna call yourself a hip hop station and you're gonna say you're gonna add the moniker um, you know, number one hip hop radio station. Right, right, right. Then, then we we have to at least be offered as listeners some semblance of the culture, 
Like you, you, you have to give it to us. But then one of the things I'm realizing, man, as I'm getting older, is that we as New Yorkers, as it relates to hip hop culture, we're fucking arrogant, man. And 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 the reason why we are is because, you know, we we go around saying, oh, this is the birthplace of hip hop, so we need to be just having authentic shit here, and that's true. But the other side of that is, yo, hip hop was never meant to be stagnant. Right. It was never meant to be a representation of just one era of the culture. Hip hop is 100 percent a representation of the shit that's going on now or for, for or for whomever. And as a result, I mean, because of that, hip hop is subjective. So the way that people listen to it and the people that are responsible for pushing the culture forward in terms of, you know, I guess, you know, be it commercial or otherwise, the people that are responsible for it truly are the younger generation right so the shit the shit that they want to hear they're going to want to hear young thug you know what i mean and not want to hear kane unfortunately you know what i mean but but that brings me to this that's the reason why i i I love what's happening now with the creation more you know that i guess increasingly of within bigger cities uh, old school hip hop stations. Yeah. Right. Because now I don't got to listen to, <laughs> I don't, I don't have to listen to the contemporary rhythmic station that right. plays, uh, you know, young thug and, 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 you know, uh, little Uzi vert and, and, and those guys, you know what I mean? I don't got to listen to that shit. Some of it I like, but most of it, I don't just because my age, but mm-hmm. I can listen to now because there's an option. I can listen to the the old school station that's playing Kane, Biz, Snoop, Dre. Um, even occasionally they'll play the world class wrecking crew. That's the shit that I want to hear. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 e- what I'm even finding is I remember when we were at this sort of we were at this interesting period, right, in radio, um, and that was before you know before these old school uh, terrestrial stations were created, right? We had an opportunity. We, we were sort of stuck as listeners, you know, I, I guess as people from that golden era generation and from the eighties, you know, wanting to listen to that because we didn't really have anything to go to. So you had to mm-hmm. go to Google play and replay whole albums, right? Or, yeah. or, you, yeah. or, or use the radio option in Google play or, or iTunes or whatever, right? Spotify and Pandora and all of those options, right? And let them curate the music for you. Um, or you went ahead and purchased satellite radio. And satellite radio, when when it first when we first got, um, you know, backspin, we was like, oh, shit, this is it. I love it. And I'm willing to pay, you know, monthly or quarterly for backspin. Right. Just just for backspin and the other programming that suits me. But the right. problem is now is that if you listen to backspin, they're doing the same shit because they're playing old school stuff, but they're playing the same things over and over again. Right. So how does that I mean, is, is there no matter whether it's terrestrial radio or um, satellite radio, we see this sort of pro, the, 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 the result of programming, which sort of forces the same type of music over and over again. Right. Even yeah. though it is from the generation that you want to listen to, but you you know you can only listen to Salt and Pepper shoot how many fucking times? You know what I mean? So so 
is there ever going to be or perhaps it's just a business of radio how, how does how does radio address that if it can yo and I'm, i mean that's a great question i i mean for me personally like i think the way i've always been able to to maneuver within is really just by fortunately having a couple of the right people around me to where they believed in what i do to allow me certain freedoms right um like here at the old school 1047 station i'm at now you know we just launched our network to where now i'm doing the afternoon show from out here in the inland empire all the way to santa barbara as far west as that out into the antelope valley out into barstow um and we're getting to do it our own way. Um, there was an old school station out here. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Hot 92.3. I've heard that of it. It was a clear channel station or an right. iHeart station. Right. Um, and they just went under. Mm. So that was the oldies or old. I'm going to call it oldies because I don't believe it was old school. Okay. And it was exactly what you said. It was like, yo, fucking Marvin Gaye, sexual healing, heat wave, always and forever. I mean, the shit that, and this is when I worked at that building for for a while in 2002, maybe. Right. Bruh, I came back about a couple years ago. They playing the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yo, I know it's old school. I know. But Prince has other songs. That's right. Michael Jackson has other songs. So I think that's where, too, now with what we do over here, um, we, we, get, we rotate a lot of the music a little mm -hmm. more frequently. You do get research, and I think that's where certain companies get caught up in the research. Right. But there's a problem with research, and research is old. Right. Research is dated. That's researched information. That means right. it went somewhere, it got talked about, and it came back with a result. That took time. Right. Right. In that time, the world done gone on, and other shit is moving. That's right. Uh, in this old school, I don't think it's as detrimental to the sound of it to keep it as current as a rhythmic um and to move music as often as a rhythmic mm -hmm. um but i think you know that's one of those things as a programmer you just got to be aware of yeah absolutely and I, and and i think man you, you know you said something that's important and that's research right mm -hmm. i understand that every business and that's to cover yeah. dollars yeah mind you. i didn't say that but that's exactly 100 percent. yeah yeah, absolutely. Because you you yeah. need to be able to, to to prove, particularly to advertisers, that Correct. there's listenership, and and the listenership represents this demo. You know what I mean? Right. But I think right. even within that demo, <laughs> people don't want to hear sexual healing every hour. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like, mm -hmm. yo, can you Marvin? Like you said, Marvin Gaye had a bunch of other songs. He has some B-side joints. How come we can't play those? And, and you know, the interesting thing, man, it, this actually brings up a question, man. And, and that is when we set out to do, um, you know, the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend radio. I mean, we, we play popular shit. But I think also, too, one of the things that we wanted to do is is give exposure to B-side joints. Right. But B-side joints that only that didn't only reflect you know, um, you know, music from golden era and, and old school hip hop. Right, we try right, to allow right. the music to create a bridge between all generations in, in, um, in, uh, in hip hop. So like we just did a show, like our last show, 
you know, we had this this uh, salute to East New York, right? It was our friend lover show. And then we had, I mean, we opened with AZ's, um, you know, rather unique, right? And then we played a couple of other joints from, you know, East New York artists. And then we ended with um, um, Young M.A., who's a current artist. And all of these things, none of these, I think n- none of the music that we played, probably for the exception of two of them, one being like, you know, Blase, Blase's joint, we had, um, I and mean, none of them were radio joints. They were all B-side joints. So is there something that keeps radio from playing B-side joints or exploring other parts of an album? Um, I'm going to be real, dude. I think radio just got scared of fucking with it. Because at the beat, we were on that. We would play B-sides of shit. We yeah. were cleaning our own stuff up. But I think that was when everything got fucked up because... That was still the time when radio meant more than the label. Mm. Um, radio dictated what singles were. Um, that that can't take my eyes off of you uh, bonus track on Lauren Hill's album. Right, that's right. That's only there because of radio. That's right. That's you know right. What I'm saying. Um, so this, I think, I think as soon as radio got away from saying. Yeah, just give me the album and we're going to play shit. And they started going, yeah, what's their single? That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Now the label tells you, here's the single. Okay, cool. We'll play it. All right, thanks. And now there's money involved and now there's favors involved. And now mm. that's what they hmm. um, So it's, a, it's, a, it's whack, man. I think that's one of the things that really fucked it all up because radio should have kept his balls and just been like, nah, man, fuck y'all. We like this one. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, you, you, you know, you mentioned something that's, that's, I think that's very, very important. And I think, you know, some of those uh, people that are in the music industry that are still being successful at it, they recognize, like, I get it. You know, a lot of us are on this independent wave, but the Mm -hmm. truth is, is that now with music, with the music industry being where it is and it being on the decline severely being on the decline and and that's a result of the way that people now consume music radio still plays an integral role in breaking an artist or breaking new music for that artist right because it's the one that the the radio is is what gives i think now is mm -hmm. i think now more than breaking it i think radio gives that artist their validation Mm, okay yeah 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 yeah, you know no doubt. I mean? Yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Pop off and the beautiful, but I love, I love, I just love the digital day we're in, man. Because it's like you can now prove listenership digitally as well. Yeah, that's true. Or that's viewership true. or whatever. So it's like, yeah, why are they over here saying, oh, we've got hundreds of thousands of people, you know, that listen to us daily? It's like, well, fuck that. They got a million that check their shit out yeah. every week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's and it's repeated mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so the listenership is definitely definitely proven, man. So yeah. let let me ask you this. So now we're we're in this place now where you have a large amount of people that are doing podcasts and people doing independent radio shows and mm-hmm. and things like that and now the accessibility of those shows um, you know, is is I mean, it's it's rampant, right? Like people, people with you know carrying their smart devices and yeah. and uh, you know whatever. You could be anywhere. You could be in your car, 
and tune into um you know a, a, a you know a, a podcast or an independent radio show how does that play against the traditional format of radio or terrestrial radio in your mind um i don't know if i say it plays against it because i do think radio has to occupy those same spaces right with their brand however i don't know how well it, if it competes or it just is an addition to yeah for example like um i really dig the the juan epstein podcast okay you know what i'm saying yeah, i yeah. also dig um ty lopez has this other podcast that he does when he's reading like a book a day mm -hmm. um so i think it starts to become your your specific flavor that you dig digitally that you start to consume more of you know what i'm saying like people all show and listen to y'all show because they like your perspective right right they like how y'all talk about it yeah you know what I'm yeah saying? absolutely um, they could talk about that same thing on hot 97 but it's not the same that the way y'all deliver it. Right, right. So, so I think it sense. starts to become, you know, if you almost go back to like your favorite newscaster back in the day, I think it just kind of becomes that. Like, yeah, man, fuck it. I watch Channel 11 because that's my Or I watch the Channel 2 weather because old girl is fly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just kind of becomes your personal way of consuming. And I think that's where digital is winning because now it's like, like you said, I could... I don't get to curse on the radio. I curse a lot. Yeah. I have to watch myself all the time. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And how. But it's not because I, I just like the curse. I just, that's just what, in the way that I talk, I catch myself cursing. Yeah. And I notice because of radio, it's helped me know how to turn that off. Yeah. Yo, man, I got to ask you, how stiff are those FCC penalties, man? Woo. <laughs> Yo, that shit. They're real, dude. <laughs> They're real. I've almost, I've almost caught one, um, but they're real. They'll, they'll have you. They, you'll get fired. Really? Wow. Because, <laughs> because at that point you've cost the company enough to where they're like, man, fuck out of here. Shit, I'd be fucked up then. Oh, man, I'd, be, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be in trouble, man. I, but I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I bleeped myself out one time, mm -hmm. um, but my programmer found that to not be in the greatest of taste either. Okay. So so is it so when radio shows when they when they broadcast are they actually broadcasting live or is it true that there's like a five second delay? Um, I think it's different for all. I think okay. at the delay, some of them are live instant, some of them are delayed live. So it's like where you know we're having a conversation at one o'clock and that might actually really run in three o'clock later. Oh, okay. So I might have pre-recorded that interview portion, and that runs there. The rest might be running live, but this is running later. You know what I'm saying? So, man, radio, so you can pull off so much smoke and mirrors with the theater of the mind now, bro, with the digital. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing, man, I, I wanted to get this point across is that what, what digital has afforded us is options, you know what I mean? And that is, is you know, I, I could be listening to a terrestrial radio uh, show or radio station because my favorite uh, host is on right now. His or her show is on right now. Right, right? right. And then when that show is over, I don't have to stick in there. I could now go to, 
you know, online and go to SoundCloud and listen mm-hmm. to the podcast that I want to listen to. I go to MixCloud and listen to the radio show I want to listen to. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, so I do you know, think digital I'm, is. Mm-hmm. No, not to cut. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. Go ahead, oh, man. It was it was really like to even to go in further on what you're saying with the digital and how it's opened up so much more. Here's the one thing I could say personally, how I feel blessed that it's been able to help me out was because when you're on the radio, they hear you this way. Yeah. And I don't talk the same. I mean, I try to keep it as close to me. You know what I mean? When I'm on the radio. Sure. But it's the turned up version. Yeah. I'm entertaining you slightly. You know right. what I mean? I'm I'm not I'm not just talking like I would to the homie outside. You yeah, know what I mean? That's like right. Um, I feel like I'm consistent, but we're all people, man. We're all a, a broad color palette. <laughs> right. That's right. So it's hard to put it right here. Um, and that's where for me, the digital world is great. Cause now I'm able to do, like you said, the podcast. Yeah. I got the off the air podcast where we have off the air conversations where, yeah, I'm cursing. Yeah. We talking shit. Yeah. We're talking about real shit though. Mm in a way that you're not going to hear it on the radio. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's given me that outlet and ability to do that now on YouTube and create my own website and being able to deliver content in the way that I'd like to. That's the beauty of digital to me, to where you don't have to just deliver it in the form of your employer or this radio station. That's right. That's right. You're you're free. So, So in the daytime, when you're fulfilling a responsibility... Right. Uh, you know, or the obligation, you know, that that the employer has set upon you or that they've tasked you with. Yeah, you're meeting that. But then there's a there's a there's a balance and an opportunity to to offload, if you will, and Correct. go onto your platform and, and be who you are. But I, but, you know, man, one of the one of the joyous things, man, about that I perceive to be about being uh, a radio show host is that, you you know, you you're you're providing entertainment for people. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and people are absolute and people are actually buying into you. Um, you know, the personality that is conveying the message, right? Because you have, I, I imagine, I know, you know, I'm, I'm like this. I, as a, as a kid coming up, I guess when, you know, early adulthood, when Angie Martinez, you know, became the voice of yeah. hot, Right. It just so happens at that point, I didn't really get an opportunity to to write when she was she was coming on. I didn't really get much of an opportunity to listen to her because I would be in school or or work and just classes just didn't allow me to do it. But when I did get a chance to listen to her, I was excited. And it always gave me something to look forward to because there were certain days out the week that I would, you know, because work didn't bump up against school, I would have that opportunity to listen to her. You know what I mean? And it, and it's it's the same thing, you know, we were speaking earlier about, um, you know, the radio show that you were doing at the, um, you know, at the at the college, right? And I, I liken that a lot to, you know, what stretch and bobito were for us when they were broadcasting from columbia you know what i mean and Uh and and you know just that experience that we had man but it but again it's it it all boils down to quality programming that has identified the needs of an audience right and in doing so you know providing them with content 
and entertainment and programming that they desire. You know what I mean? And homie, that's what you're doing, man. That's 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 absolutely what you're doing. So, man, I'm 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 looking at the time, and I know we're we're winding down on time. What 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 does uh, Chris Lowe's have coming up, man? What you working on? Man, you know I got the website. I'll go ahead and tell you, man. It's almost up. It's been fun, Didi. I've been, man. This digital world, bro. I'm just diving in, dog. Wow. Like, I love it because it's just different. The Snapchat, my Snap has been going crazy. I I really just recently got on this Snap. Um, I feel like Snap is the dopest for just being honest and straight up. I think um, I need to. I think I, I I need to fuck with Snapchat, man. I haven't got on there yet, man. Fuck with it, man. Like I I genuinely love that. You know, I don't I don't other people do theirs their way, and they you know I allow people to hit me. Yeah, you know? and like I leave my chat up. Like I that's what it to me is for. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm if I'm overwhelmed or over, okay, cool. Then I've hit a new realm in my life in my world that <laughs> right. You know, I don't want people, but. I think that's what's made it dope. You know, we got the podcast on iTunes now off the air. Um, that's been rocking for a while. Has some really dope conversations with. I think you get a really good gauge of what happens in some of these artists' lives and the the real grind in those conversations. Absolutely, absolutely, man. We, so, you know, we we've had conversations with, and this is why I appreciate this the, this platform so much, man. We've had conversations that have gone two hours long and we've had people say afterwards, yo, this has been therapeutic for me. And it's like and that's that's because, you know, on 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 this platform, as is on your platform. Right. There's no restrictions. Right. We don't we don't have to adhere to time constraints and, and we could just let a person talk, you know, within obviously within reason. But, you know, we can allow a person to, to get comfortable and just talk and then be able to share their story and their journey. And that's why, you know, we really focus on the journey, man, you know, because it's important, man, because you never know when your words can inspire someone else. They could be at, at this phase trying to pursue Correct. something, whatever it is, and they could be stuck. And your words could be like, yo, bro, you know, and I'm I'm gonna tell you this, man. I, I definitely can't forget to for, forget to mention this. Um, it's something I'm putting together right now. Yep. And I definitely love to hit you back and talk to you about it more. It's called the I Dream Society. Wow. Um, where we're doing workshops with kids, showing them radio, showing them film, showing them how to do their finances better, um, and coming right into their schools with it. Wow. So. That's been something, man. It's been a passion project of mine. We've been kind of putting it together for a few years now, but we've been we started the first workshop. We're gonna start doing more things, and yeah, bro. I think I think that to me is now what's become a bigger deal. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Than the radio, because it's like, yeah, radio is dope, man. But if you can use all this shit I done learned to be able to help a person or two, that's figure right. Figure it out for themselves. Cool, man. That's I right. I think mom will be proud. <laughs> that's right. No, that's right, man. That's right. And that, that, I think that's a part of our maturation process, man. I think sure. we we are possibly the first generation, you know, of, of hip hoppers to, to, to grow up in this culture. And I'm talking about from from childhood up to now. You know what I mean? Right. We We represent that first generation. And the truth is, is 
as a result with that maturation with we're, we're tapping back into what the intent is of the culture and that is to not just you know you know in the words other culture um you know love peace unity and having fun it's also a, a responsibility and a duty for us to educate and impart wisdom through our life experiences that shit is hip-hop man and that's that's what the responsibility is man so no nah, definitely man i feel you and and listen man any um any way that we can get involved you know let us know man we're, we're happy to assist any way we can because a big part of our platform is is being able to give back and, and help as well any way we can no, I appreciate that, Diddy. And man, please let me know when you come to Cali, bro. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. I'd I'd love to have the opportunity, man, to 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 come in and just check you out at work, man. Man, please. Please, dude. It'd be my pleasure to have you come through, bro. That'd be dope. Absolutely, absolutely. Yo, Chris, man, before I let you go, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Oh, social, man. It's all the same. Chris Los Media. Get it like my man Didi got it. It's Los, not loose, but it's two O's to it. And do get some Los media. But yeah, man, Instagram, Snap, Facebook, hit me. And it's really me hitting me, hitting you back. It's not a robot. But uh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And and also to your your show, man, let everybody know when your show comes on and, and, and when they could catch you on the on the dial. Yeah, bet, man, on that FM dial. You can catch me 2 to 5, Monday through Friday, Old School 104.7. Uh, you can find them on the, um, online to oldschool1047.com. Um, yeah, man, just that old feel good, man. You know what I'm saying? You're going to catch some Tupac. You're going to catch some Madonna. You're going to catch some Tina Marie. Shit. That feel good, bro, you know? It's just that 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 it just... Kind of do my spirit right, man. Before I take off for the day, you know. <laughs> yo, 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 y'all got the y'all got the hall of notes shit too. Yes, sir, shit, man. Come on, Jack. Come on, man. We Damn. <laughs> yo, I think we might have to play some hall of notes, man. <laughs> but yo, yo, Chris, man, real talk. It's been a pleasure, homie. Real, t- man. It's, genuinely, dude. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure, homie. And um, anytime you got anything going on, man. Just give us a shout, man. Our platform is your platform. We're happy to share anything that you're doing, man. This has definitely been a, a dope conversation, man, for, for me. And I'm sure the listeners are going to walk away with this feeling. Walk, walk away from this feeling empowered as well, man. So I can't tell you how much, um, you know, I, I appreciate you, man, and, and, and all of the wonderful things that you've done, yo. Nah, Didi, let's build, bro. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? A- any way I could help and, and and give your listeners that good information also, bro, please feel free to reach out, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, lo, yo, listeners, you know what this is, the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend radio show, T-C-O-H-H-L radio. Hold tight, y'all. We'll be right back. Yeah. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend Always about the culture
Indian stats. This is HBX1. Time to bridge the gap. Sun, 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 sun. The chronicles of a hip hop legend? Always about to coach. Coach, 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 To the skit, a baby is brought into a world of piss. And if we could have talked that soon in a delivery room, they would have asked the nurse boy a hit. The reason for this, the mother is a jerk. Excuse me, junkie, which brought the work of the old into a new life. What a way! But this what a way has been a way of today. Anyway, push couldn't shove me to understand a path to a base that consumers should have raised it in a first wave. Cause second wave from believers and believers will walk to it, then even talk to it and say, Just killed your fucking radio. I don't want to be an emperor. 
That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. For those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the 